We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today for the Blessing from the Valley podcast. This is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon, and what a joy it is to come to you by this means. And we hope that this episode of this Blessing from the Valley will be a great encouragement to you. Um, Want to do something a little different today and maybe the next couple of podcasts. I want to kind of bring some personal things into this podcast. Uh, We have a very special young man by the name of Stone Gilly. I'm asking all of you to take his name down, write his name down on a piece of paper, or even more important, uh, the fleshly tablets of your heart. And uh, Stone Gilly, he's a 10-year-old boy in our church. His family is so very faithful. They serve, they work in the church, and they're just a great blessing to us. Little Stone just has a special, special personality, I believe, and know that God's going to use him. Um, Mr. Stone on last Thursday suffered a bleeding stroke. He has been in ICU uh, since that time. Uh, we have had a special neighborhood prayer meeting for him. Our church is bathing him in prayer. And so I really just want to give a podcast, a lesson today, maybe the next couple of days, and uh, just talk about prayer. But not only just talk about prayer, I'm really trying to do this to get all of you that are out there listening to really just, uh, I mean, bombard the throne of grace on behalf of Stone Gilly. Uh, Stone uh, had this bleeding stroke. Uh, They were able to seal it off, but because of that stroke, um, there's two kinds of strokes that you can have, and they just found this out last night because the brain is starting to uh, lose its swelling. They found that that stroke had caused another stroke. So there's two places in Stone's brain, in the back and then also on the side of where he has affected areas. Also, because he had this stroke uh, while he was asleep, um, he aspirated. And so he's uh, also struggling with his lungs. Uh, I was able to be there today uh, when the doctor showed the x-rays and the lungs are clearing. They look much better than yesterday. And she went over all of that with uh, Brother Scotty and and Sister Sarah. And I just happened to be able to be there. I'm thankful that I was. But I'm bringing all of that out to you that you just really would bombard this little special fellow stone gilly look all children are special Uh, he's a little boy uh, but one thing that's special about him uh, just a couple of things Uh, he's the kind of young man even last year during christmas time he come up to me and said pastor could i spend a few days with you just to see what preachers do now i've never had in my 26 years of ministry have a young man say that to me and then this past year uh, he wanted to uh, dress up as a preacher for Halloween. And so he went all around the town uh, to the homes getting candy, but he had his Bible and a shirt and a tie and a suit coat on. And so this is the kind of young man that we're talking about. He loves the Lord. He's in a good family. And so I just want you to really just lift him up in prayer. With all of that said, in 1 Timothy chapter number 2, verse 1, the Bible says this, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. 
whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. I want to just speak on the subject of prayer and really just talk to you about behaving uh, peaceably because of prayer. Now, this is a wonderful instruction here. We know that the Apostle Paul is writing to this young man, Timothy, his son in the faith. He's also writing this young pastor to help his church and help this pastor to deal with internal and external and personal problems. Look, um, all of us are going to go through problems. Some are going to shock us. Some are going to be surprises. But all of us are going to go through dark days of life. So how are Christians supposed to respond to problems? How are they to respond to heartaches? How are they to respond to the darkest storms of their life? Now, first of all, we could go back to the first chapter here, and we find that God is talking there at the very end of the chapter that he, in the previous chapter, he's dealing with a man that really hurt them personally. This Alexander Hymenus, we know the Bible says that he had shipwrecked faith, and actually Paul had to deal with him in a disciplinary way. Then externally, we see here what they're dealing with while the time of this book was being written. During the time of this epistle, the Apostle Paul is writing this. Remember, they are under the rule of the Roman Empire. They were the most powerful empire of the then-known world. And to be exact, the emperor that was in lead of that country, that empire at the time, was Nero. Now, there's never been a more evil man than Nero. Nero was the man that burned his own city down so he could persecute Christians. He's the same emperor, just for fun, would stick Christians up on uh, sticks and staves and light them for human torches uh, as he had uh, parties and different things going on. This is documented historically. This is an evil man. And so the time of this writing, this man Nero was in charge. He was over and over the Roman Empire. So he's, he's provoking and killing Christians. So these Christians are dealing with very dark problems and struggles even externally. So what is God's answer? It was not put your head in the sand. He didn't say put your head in the sand. Nor did he say buckle up, get your sword out, get your guns out, and go and fight. That's not what he said. We just read to you God's answer to how we are to deal with problems, whether they be externally, personally, internally. Look, we know that he wasn't also giving counsel here, telling them to spend endless um, amounts of time talking about all of their concerns, all of their problems. He's very clear. So let's look at what he says in verse number one, the priority. The first priority was to involve the matter of prayer. Think about it. Now he says in verse one, I exhort therefore that first of all, first of all, very clear, should be the very first response dealing with all the problems, dealing with all the struggles. First of all, I'm going to command you to deal with these problems externally, internally, personally by prayer. Now think about the components of prayer. Right here in this passage, he gives different kinds of prayer. He says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. Now that's interesting. So when we talk about these components of prayer, let's just look first at supplications. This really springs forth out of a need because you're, you're wanting something supplied. You're, you're praying for supplication, so there's a need. 
you're recognizing that there is an adequacy on the part of the one praying. By the way, I've spent several hours and many days at the bedside of many people, but here recently I've spent many hours at the bedside of a little boy and their mother and father are completely inadequate to be able to do anything to heal their son. And so when we think about this, we come to these places in our life when we have to recognize that we want to fix everything, but there are times we cannot fix things. And so when we are in that place of there's, there needs to be a need supplied, we have to understand the inadequacy of ourselves being able to provide that need. In other words, the one who are, we are addressing in prayer, the God of heaven, is the only one that can resolve or to meet or to provide or to supply the need. That's why many times we don't pray, because we don't want to render ourselves inadequate. We think we are so capable of fixing things. We are so capable of handling things. But the priority of prayer and the component of prayer that God first says is you're to supply, you're to pray a prayer of supplication. In other words, realizing there is a need, you cannot supply that need. You are inadequate to supply that need, but you must go to the one that can supply that need. That's why prayer is so important. We cannot sustain ourselves. All of our problems, look, we cannot. No matter, there are certain things that we're going to have in our life. No person will change it. No circumstance will change it. Only God is the one that can supply that need. So he says to us, first of all, realize your inadequacy, that you cannot supply every need, but we must go to God knowing and believing and without doubting that he is able to supply all of these needs. That's what the prayer of supplication means. It's in the word. Supplication, in other words, there's a supply. There's a lack of, and we need something supplied. And every need can be supplied in God. And so we understand our inadequacy. And then quickly, as I close today, the very next component of prayer, he mentions the word prayer. Now, this refers to what we might think of as worship. We exalt God's character. We reflect on his goodness. We reflect upon his greatness in view of the problems. We are praying to the one that we know in light of how powerful he is. And we know based on what he has done in the past, based upon his character, Based upon his goodness, we are going to the one in prayer asking for something out of his goodness. In other words, realizing God is greater than any problem that we might face. You know what that does? That gives us a deep inner peace. There's been many times that I have struggled and struggled and struggled, and I'm even struggling to pray. But once I start to pray about something, God gives me peace about it. Why? Because we know that God is greater than any problem that we face. Listen, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.